Um, so I, I'm going to continue on with this this Bruce um, this Bruce 1993 quote of when he left Iron Maiden, just to sort of take it to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so just taking on from there somewhere in time. So I just went on and sung. From that point, I started to quite like that that idea. Then when we came to recording Seven Son of a Seven Son, which I grabbed at, I thought, fucking great, we could do some incredible with this record. And we almost did, but Queensryche did it properly in the same year with Operation Mindcrime. Great album. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Brilliant record. When we finished recording, I was driving a car in Germany and I stuck on Operation Mindcrime for the first time. I heard it, stopped the car and went, oh shit, there goes the neighbourhood. It's not even the same thing, man. It's a no, totally it's quite thing. different. Quite different. Just how he felt about it at the time, obviously. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, he's, he's been honest with himself, he, I suppose. Yeah, he's quitting you know. Maiden yeah. now, so he has that yeah, goggle. Yeah. He has the quitting goggles on, you know. Absolutely true. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. True. I knew Seven Sun was going to be big. The cover was great. We had a great uh, stage set, and of course, we had the huge mega high point of doing Donington that year. But it was only half a concept album. There was no attempt to see all the way through, like we really should have done. Seven Sun has no story. It's about good and evil, heaven and hell, but isn't every Iron Maiden record? What the fuck's the difference? By 1988, the music scene... By 1988, the music scene was producing things like rap, which was potentially hostile to the traditional Iron Maiden cheerful, cheeky, chummy thing. I didn't really see, see the point in mentioning that. That seems a bit weird. I mean, it's you, a totally you, different fucking you should, thing. You should be yeah. beyond that. You're, you're made in a different good fucking musical. world. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Good, yeah, fucking hip hop is great. Oh it's fuck great. me, yeah, public it. enemy. You know, fucking yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. So early yeah. NWA. NWA, absolutely. So, so yeah, but yeah, but they're not competing with our maiden. I know exactly. Bruce is caught up in something. He's caught up in something. I feel for him. He's not feeling great at this time. I'm telling you. No, no, really. Really, really not. So I absolutely agree with that, but I think there are some interesting things in what he says here. I mean, the, the like, we're obviously going to move on to Seven Sun here. It's not a concept album. I think I have to agree with him. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's touted as a con- concept album quite a lot of the time, and there are some threads through it that are, you know, you've got the clairvoyant Seven Sun, okay, right, they're very much, you know, similar kind of, um, like the prophecy, things like that. Only the good but, die young, perhaps. Only good die young, yeah, yeah. So there's, there's, there's as, as Bruce said, half a, half a concept there, but yeah, it's not half. kind of fully, fully realised, you know. Um, so Seven Son of a Seven Son is when Bruce re-engages with the band and um, this was released on the 11th of April 1988 Blaze Blaze sang on it <laughs> This in that would have been weird That, that would have been, been so weird, out yeah, of, yeah. So out of the loop So it got to number one in the UK and number three in Sweden This is a fucking masterpiece I'm just going to say it it's, it's a fucking yeah. masterpiece Um... Uh, this is, I mean, we we talked about it on on the on your pod. You know, we we talked about progression and progressive music and all the all mm. the rest of it and Iron Maiden's role not, in that. And they're how not they, progressive. They're not. They're not. You know. Not in that sense. But you know, I, you know, I think I made the point that you know, yeah. progressiveness is is related to the band, any given band. How you yeah, progress? I mean, how how your orchestra music? is progressive. Uh, exactly. King how Crimson you progress? Is, how you, how is you extremely keep... progressive. But Iron Maiden, no, they're not progressive. No. But to Absolutely. tag that tag on them is okay by me. 
but uh, yeah, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't myself. I no, 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 no. I think that. this album's the closest they came to being quote unquote yeah. progressive, though. But they yeah. did. But they did. That's the thing. They they did. They did actually progress in terms of like they've taken the main and sound oh, that a little bit further. Yeah. You know. Yeah, absolutely. So from that point of view, absolutely. Um, seven son of a seven son. Um, Jonathan, let's start. Let's start off with yourself. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I got into this band via my cousin. I told you last time, and he was just a half year younger. And I asked him, hey, what about this Seven Sun? And he said, sadly, it's the worst Iron Maiden record. (laughs) And I I put it on thinking that. And I got weirded out by some things. I was 12. I was weirded out because I thought that Evil Up Mandu was about uh, a rape. And that was hard for me to get. Oh, it. right, yeah, And then yeah. it turned okay. out it was yeah, true. Yeah. It was yeah. actually that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. But uh, so the album for me was almost too emotionally dense as a kid. So I couldn't really accept it. And I kind of brushed it off as cheesy instead. A cheesy record. And that's probably why it's my favorite album today. Because again, <laughs> I mean, again, if you yeah, have yeah, to get into yeah. it the long way around, you have to really figure it out. You're not getting the instant, wow, this is great. So you have to work your way in there. Then once you've done that, you love it. It's kind of unrivaled for me. I think it's. And aren't the best albums that way? The albums yeah. that you have to. You I have told to you guys own, last you know, time, Peace of Mind. Yeah, yeah. Peace of Mind is the best heavy metal re- record of all time if you're talking strictly the genre, you know, in its strict form. And this is the best Iron Maiden album. Contradicts itself, yes. But this is just it's the most Maiden you can get. A lot of collaborative songs with, you know, we have mm-hmm. Smith, Harris Dickinson. Great. It's just it's a shock full of Iron Maiden. It's 44 minutes and perfect sequencing. Uh, I don't really have any complaints, you know, on the on this record. I think it's obviously it's not perfect all the way through, but for what they try to do, it's perfect. And I like that it's not a fully fledged concept album, because that can also in turn be a turn off. I have a friend on our network, uh, John Motola, in Deep Purple Podcast. Yeah, yeah. He hates yeah. he hates uh, uh, what is uh, he hates concept albums. He says I don't want to hear about a fucking night. The story of a night and he's going and how he's sleeping you know <laughs> he's not into that he yeah, likes rock yeah. and roll and i think by not being a completely a thematic album it gains back some of the rock and roll mm-hmm. uh, which is also necessary for maiden you know it's a headbanging band you know you go see them live you drink beer and um, yeah i mean i mean uh, I, I mean a great album is 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 better than you know i, I guess ultimately what we're saying here is as long as it's a great album who gives a shit if it's a concept or yeah. not you know you know yeah. um, that's and all you're looking for really you know and as the final point i was born in 86 so i was sort of in the adolescent years in the mid 90s and the corniest thing there was was 80s stuff the corniest or most you know ridiculous thing was like an 80s training montage or something like that <laughs> yeah. and and by that being a fact i sort of started loving it progressively and uh, on the last album wasted years i love jogging to that and feeling like i'm in a rocky montage <laughs> uh, just, it, it became very charming yeah. to me when it's densely 80s and that's still the case even when i write music i reference the 80s quite a bit and then also of course the death metal and the grind stuff i like too but uh, as an aesthetic i love it it's very i would say it's a daring aesthetic because it's so balls out cheesy in a way mm-hmm. that uh, it kind of gains power from it so love this album probably always going to be my favorite do, when, when, when you talk about um, this album, you know you're mentioning cheesiness, and obviously, certainly at the age that you listen There's to some this, of it that, there. that's that's what you what you sort of felt of it. Uh, do you have any? Do you have any kind of? Because um, the way I listen to this album is yes, absolutely, it's cheesy. It's heavy metal. You know, at the end of the day, you know, it's gonna, it's going to yeah. have an element of cheesiness to it. But I I, I feel that there's a, a almost like sophistication in this though, in terms of like mm. the music, I, the music, even yeah. lyrically, yeah. you know, there's. I mean, the lyrics to Moonchild, they are very a brilliant. They're, they're, they're metal as fuck, yeah. but they're yeah. very and sophisticated. Great vocals. You know, love those vocals. 
say you guys don't you don't always love New Maiden, and I say Moonshine is a good example of what they did before that they cannot do anymore. It's when he's oh, just, he's just spitting, when he's spitting the vocals like that. Why doesn't he yeah. do that? Actually, he did that a little bit on on Senjutsu. He did that a bit. Yeah, but you know when he's spitting instead of always singing. In the last few albums before Senjutsu, he was always singing. Sometimes he's just like I am he, and he's doing a bit of talking again. You know, spoken word type. Um, yeah. But but Seven Son, um, Paul. I mean Seven Son is like you know. So that's that's the new album that comes out. Is uh, I think this is the new album that comes out. Is yeah, you know, yeah, fan. yeah, 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 yeah. I I I actually remember very clearly buying this. And what what I would usually do is I would get the subway into the city centre and go to the Virgin Mega Store and buy and buy my LPs. But I was so um, impatient to get this that I went to the local shop um, which was about five oh, minutes R.S. McCall yeah <laughs> R.S. McCall and I bought it there and it was like a couple of quid you know more expensive but I was so desperate just to get it I just paid the money you know up the road and put it on and uh, by this time I'd, I'd worked out that if you really liked an album right away uh, that was a bad sign you know and I, I, I got yeah. a bit worried because I really liked this right away, you know. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck, you know. Oh, surface and no yeah, substance too, too, too yeah. accessible and, you know. Uh, Sometimes that works too. Yeah, Sometimes. yeah. yeah. And, and it, it worked for this because from that day to, to, the, to this very day, this for me is a fucking masterpiece. There's not a note on this that's in the wrong place. There's just nothing, there's nothing wrong with this album at all for me. Uh, you know, other people, yeah, um, but but fuck other people. Uh, but. Fuck them. <laughs> um, just uh, everything about it's perfect. Uh, lyrically, this is them for for me. This is them at the the peak of the songwriting. Big step up from yeah. summer time lyrically, and uh, just sure. uh, just oh, harsh, like harsh, heavy metal stuff. You know, like you know, even the boneless one. The, the first line in yeah, yeah, only yeah. the good die, die young. The the demon in your mind. Well, we you, you, you know, fucking brilliant. Your soul's gonna burn in the lake of fire. Fucking eyes red with the slaughter of innocence. It's all yeah, over this yeah. album. It's fucking. As a twelve-year-old, so fucking good man. That was heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's emotionally heavy. Yeah, and and emotional weight. And I remember watching the video for the you know the evil that men do and and Bruce is singing this on top of the pops at half seven on a Thursday night you know you're just like this is fucking great you know Um, it is yeah um, yeah it's it's just one of the greatest things ever made for me in terms of uh, music heavy metal or not I have to comment on that Paul in a way that's something I landed from Eric that imagine going to the shop and the new album is Power Slave or the new album is Seventh Son mm-hmm. and you're going home. We talked about this when Senjutsu was coming out. And yeah. it's like, uh, for example, our friend previously mentioned Christian Niemann, the good guitarist, how, when he went and bought Power Slave and it was new. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. It's hard for yeah, us to even cool. imagine how, uh, you know, uh, I guess yeah, to, yeah. Use, to use a tired word, yeah. how epic that would be. Yeah, I know sometimes I annoy uh, Joe and uh, David uh, with some of the some of the bands I've seen live and all that. Oh, I saw you know I saw keep doing that. Keep I doing saw that. Pantera <laughs> the, the on the vulgar display of power too and all that. Nah, so, so did off. I. So did no, I. No, oh, okay. who so was that? I? I saw. Me. <laughs> right, you gotta respect your elders. There's a few bands that I've seen. Elders. 
Uh, what's the uh, what's there's there's a Bob Saget quote that's sort of fitting about that kind of stuff. He says, "Oh, he said, he said, uh, you know, n- name dropping is bullshit." Quentin Tarantino told me that. R.I.P. R.I.P. Soundgarden. Soundgarden. Aye, aye, Soundgarden. Fair enough. Aye, Sound, bad motor finger. Soundgarden. No, but even before that, Soundgarden supported by <laughs> Crozen Conformity. Ah, oh, that's cool. And, and so there you go. Get it obvious. We have a few other uh, yeah. yeah, we should talk them too on your pod. Uh, yeah, you guys yeah. have oh, to continue for a bit because do you know what? Just, just, just give us a list, there, guys, and we'll just, we'll just yeah. do these <laughs> fucking yeah. episodes, yeah. man. We'll just Eric, Eric them out. needs to talk for himself. Eric needs yeah. to talk for himself too. Yeah. There's something blind, that we both blind, like. uh, blind is one of my favorite albums. Oh, ever. Blind, Blind's That's amazing. my favorite Croatian album. Yeah. Oh, it's man. fucking amazing. Rafa Rama, right? Dance of the Dead. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Carola Gale was an amazing singer. Very strange, strange singer, but just so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's Eric come in. <laughs> Eric, so, it's, so, it's so weird. It's so weird when you uh, just to, about the concert thing quickly, uh, because we have a lot of uh, people on the on the show who are quite a bit younger, um, you know, than us, and like like in the same way. Uh, when we hear like Paul mentioned like oh I saw these guys then it's like oh my god that's amazing that's like in these kind of like it's it's weird that you could actually be at these kind of like seemingly magical events and I have people who people have been on the show you know like oh I saw them in yeah, 2003 like what you were at that one yeah I mean, they gave an arm yeah. for it yeah, they that, yeah, yeah, gave yeah, an arm yeah, for it seeing that yeah, 2000 yeah. show yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean just, I, I kind of would too it was amazing it changed I know it seems forever. a bit it seems a bit bizarre getting like credit for just being alive at a certain point <laughs> I know <laughs> that's essentially what it is isn't it like, <laughs> you should you should get credit this, no, I, this I life can be quite shit sometimes you should get credit yeah, but for pulling through there's something I saw that, that always annoys me I, I, I remember I'm in like I used to be in like several like 80s nostalgia groups on Facebook and there's a thing where they post like it's like a picture of like a, various cartoon shows logos and like if you, if this was your childhood you were raised right I said no you weren't raised right your parents just happened to fuck in a you weren't raised right you just happened to be alive at that point <laughs> I guess so that's right Teenage um, uh, Ninja yeah. Turtles yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose coming back to Seven Sun oh yeah, that's right Eric, that's right. Eric, Eric yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so yeah, that's uh, right. uh, do yeah. I pick up things um, there well I mean for me actually this this is I, I it, it did take me a little longer to get into when I initially heard it um, I heard this probably when I was about I was about 15 I think when I heard this one and um, now it's one of my favorites there's it, it's it's perfect in my in my mind um but like initially it was probably just like can i play madness and evil let do and maybe uh maybe clairvoyant that i really kind of liked and then the, the other ones i felt kind of yeah that's exactly that's what it was really essentially uh lyrically is really cool uh i think like we've, we've touched on that you know already um and it's uh it's yeah it's a very special it also has like again all, all these albums have a very distinct vibe but this one has a really interesting cool kind of you know this is i think probably even though like depending on my mood this is i'm probably gonna contradict shit i said like half an hour ago but yeah this is this is this might be also my favorite but i think they're all this whole, this whole era any of them could be my favorites depending yeah, when you ask yeah. so if you ask about the next one well the next one won't be my favorite but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but i mean one once you actually went out and picked this as your favorite after we started the podcast yeah and yeah, then, yeah, and then i, mean, I felt been, some part of that like oh yeah, yeah i, I, I pushed so, it on some, pushed it on him you know it also does have it does have some of that kind of futuristic vibe yeah. to yeah. it too, but also with a slightly like more sinister kind of overtones yeah. to it. And I, uh, yeah, they were again. It's just like them at the top of their game. Yeah. I, I would say on your behalf that you're a bigger fan of mm-hmm. sci-fi than fantasy. And, that is very true. And so, very true. so am I actually. I like both, but I, I prefer yeah. that. I'm not so into any of them, but I like them. You know, from a distance, I guess. 
But uh, given the fact that summer in time is sort of sci-fi and this mm-hmm. is sort of fantasy, it's interesting because I don't, I, I don't really, uh, that would mean yeah. that summer in time could have been lyrically more interesting, but it's definitely not. This is well, way there's, more there's interesting. No, there's no. It's just someone you know, like the. It's just yeah, someone very very rapidly singing about Alexander the Great. Yeah. yeah. So I would say that speaks, you know, that speaks, speaks for the quality of the lyrics that, uh, you know, yeah, but, being more a fan of sci-fi and being less a fan of fantasy, this is still better. And I'm the same. So I think, you know, that proves that this, this album is very strong lyrically and, again, oh, yeah. very emotional provoking, I would say. I, I, I haven't really seen it as sort of fantasy in that sense. but I yeah, guess not, I purely, guess not purely, I guess. You know, no. Sort of, but yeah. yeah. And there's also the great video, the, uh, is it, I think it's uh, Can I Play Madness. Hmm. Which was the last appearance of, uh, oh, fuck. Terry Gilliam. Uh, no, no, uh, Chapman. no, Terry Gilliam is the animator. He's the animator, right, Terry Gilliam, yeah. I think. And he's, he's still with us, I think. Yeah, he's, he's still he's, with he's us. Ameri- yeah. He's the only American, right, in Monty Python. Yeah. Animating, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm raised on Monty Python. I'm raised yeah. on that. That's yeah, how yeah. I understand no, your Python island. is... Are you, well, you, you're raised right, because you haven't... Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been yeah, able yeah. to... I wouldn't be able to understand your island, you island people if it wasn't because of Monty Python, I would say. Oh, yeah, good. It, helps, it helps a lot. <laughs> well, actually, it's, um, d- during this sort of weird sort of pandemic area, one song that I've always liked but hasn't really really been one of my favorites, the title track, Seven Songs of Seven oh. Songs, I really got into it last year. And I, I you know, I've been... Um, I don't necessarily learn a bunch of Maiden tunes to play. I'm a guitarist, but I haven't really spent that much time, you know, picking them apart and learning them because it's not really what I kind of tend to play normally. Yeah. Uh, but this one, it's just so fun, so I had to learn the, the damn thing. It, it's amazing. <laughs> Speaking of great solos, you have the ending part. That's the ending part off. Is, the ending oh. part at the end is the most intense and the most thematically um, appropriate part of the album. Because uh, a friend told me this. This is not my ana- my analysis, but it's a battle yeah. between good and evil, and they switch keys too in this mm-hmm. outro. So you got really evil shit that they're normally too evil for Maiden. A lot of minus five chromatic. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the Apollos yeah. in music are going on chromaticisms. Uh, you know, odd, especially oddisms. Adrian's one. They, they, they exactly. And then how they go for good, sort of yeah, good yeah. wins, good wins yeah. at the end with a ba 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 triumphant. And when they play yeah, it live, yeah. when they play it live, they all line up at the center of the front stage with their guitars and the bass.
I'm melting, you know. I'm, I have no defense at that time. <laughs> None whatsoever. <laughs> this is just like, this is apex level heavy metal to me. Also, just uh, quickly mention another song. There's like, you know, Infinite Dreams is probably one of the most criminally underrated Maiden songs. One of my favorite Maiden yeah. songs. How is that not played? How is that, that, you know, that should be a staple. Even Bruce's yeah. growl on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a proper black metal growl going in there. Especially, it says that we talked about, I mean, myself and Joe talked about this as well. It's like it, Bruce's growl at the end of Flight of Icarus on Live After Death as well. Oh, he goes high. <laughs> it's, it's almost similar as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes, ah. but it does more of a kind of gritty growl rather than the one on the, on the album, you know? Sounds <laughs> like Jeff Walker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Do you want to pick up things on uh, Seven Sun? I think obviously a lot, of, a lot of chat already that uh, probably you'll I, agree with. You don't but... like it, do you? Nah, nah I hear it's fucking shit. <laughs> um, Get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I, I'm just going to suck its dick because it's uh, worth it. It's, it's, it's worth worth it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. um, I, um, it's it's my favourite Iron Maiden album. It's not only my favourite Iron Maiden album. It's in my top five albums of all time. So. That's how much I feel about it. Um, Infinite Dreams, one of my favourite Iron Maiden songs, mm-hmm. easily. Fucking see the guitar, mm. the guitar interplay mm. on the verses is unbelievably Jimmy complex. It's very it's intricate as well. It's very intricate. intricate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So Jimmy yeah. Hendrix. Very intricate for it. It's a totally different vibe as well for Iron Maiden, and for me, I think David, it was one of you said that um, was it was it one of the songs in the album before was your favourite Steve Harris lyrics. This is actually my favourite Steve Harris lyric in this this song. I fucking love the melody and the the, the complexity of the story that he's telling are perfect. There's there's no there's no words in it that are kind of shit and don't you know you're like well, that's a bad line they're all very really honest. really well it's very honest yeah. about his but, problems you know yeah but but again put in in a poetic way rather than just a mm. you know like it like the, the way he failed so much so later on in his career by just saying writing songs that I'm having a cup of tea now I'm watching television now I'm picking my nose it's just like yeah. you know there's a Steve Harris can tread that that line yeah. the same as Brian and, uh, the same as yeah the same as Brian May from Queen he can be, he mm. treads that line a genius and absolute fucking idiot when it comes to lyrics yeah. Brian May is very much similar to that in mm-hmm. Queen um, but anyway come back to the album um, Infinite Dreams is one of my favourite songs Moonchild is one of my favourite songs Seventh Son is fucking flawless. Like I know, I know, Rhyme and Ancient Mariner is their best epic, but for me, I actually prefer Seventh Son and Seventh Son. And 
Uh, I know we were talking about it there, but the fucking guitar trade-off in that song is and the, end, yeah. the best. One, I mean, that gives me goosebumps even thinking about it, man. It's so beautifully executed from both ends, and it's the interplay's it's perfect. It, like that. It's all the fucking horrible, weird. Really thought there's no there's no jamming in that. There's no jamming from either one of them. Those solos were worked out note for note. And I don't want to bash later on, Maiden, but I feel that that's missing completely from Iron Maiden now. That just sounds like the press recording. Keep that thought, Joe, because yeah, yeah, I think that's quite important. Yeah, how they recorded it in Munich as well. And how yeah, it sounds yeah, so yeah. classical that yeah, almost yeah, the, go, the ghosts of uh, of you know the, yeah. the ghosts of the old greats almost yeah, hangs could, in there. Like, yeah, in be, and also be. same studio as Rainbow Rising, an album. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, okay. and, absolutely uh, amazing. So, like maybe a few, a few Rising, Queen albums were recorded there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You have some Beethoven, you have some uh, Handel, you have Rainbow yeah, Rising yeah. in the room. Yeah. You know, it's it's a great album. It's short, forty-four minutes. Forty-four minutes. It's very interesting. We can do a, a Maiden Queen kind of comparison here because, um, and it's about uh, Music Land Studios, um, a studio in uh, Munich. So when Brian May talks about Music Land Studios, it's in the top of a, uh, sorry, it's the basement of a hotel, mm-hmm. um, yeah. a very grim hotel, according to Brian May. Oh, people used to go and commit suicide off the top of it and all this. And it was very, you know, oh, and he's, he's really painting this picture of this really grim studio, grim place, grim. And Steve Harris talks about it. Yeah, what a great studio. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> so it's just like, it's just, it's like you know, it's just like, so Steve yeah. is like, yeah, wow, 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 you know, loved it there. You know, great and time, you know. Of course, Dave Murray, he likes relaxing. He's like, oh, yeah. the studio is just down the, the elevator, you know, it's a perfect, <laughs> perfect location. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love, I love I just Dave always minds vacation all the time. He comes in late <laughs> on an interview for this era. He comes in late. Oh, I, I watched Steve, that Steve one, the one like, you talked about. I looked that up, actually, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 Steve yeah. looks at him like my boss would look at me when I was 22. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, he's not like, fucking happy, fuck is he? What are you up to, lad? And then he just comes in, and the first thing he says is, well, you need a bit of vacation too, right? Yeah, it's on vacation. <laughs> he's the most relaxed guy. And now Bruce said that he also listens to reggae, which makes sense. You know. Yeah. I was talking to a, a friend of mine who's, who, who actually has gotten to know Steve Harris quite a little bit uh, via going to like tons of British Lion gigs. And I was talking about how I've met Bruce a few times, uh, I haven't met any other guys. I think Dave is the guy who would be least nervous to meet. He seems like not a very intimidating kind of guy. Oh yeah, totally. He's yeah, like a very yeah. friendly kind yeah, of uh, yeah. dude. Down the earth, yeah, yeah. Just take it, take it stay as it comes, you know. Just... See that? Can I can I just go back to the album before we mm, go for it? Yeah, change over? That, yeah. Uh, it was just another point I was going to make about the. This is the first time where you hear a real difference in Bruce's voice in this yeah, album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when he's the grit is starting to come into play here, and the, the gravel in his voice. Because he didn't have it previously on any of the other records, but he's, uh, this is the beginning of it, and I think that probably came down to one the subject matter he was yeah. really into it, so it was more a theatrical, yeah. almost like and he was a writing character. again as well, and he was writing know. again, yeah, so yeah, it was his yeah. words. Yeah. He was trying to portray a character, so therefore, you know, have you know when he's singing Seventh Son the song, he's he's, he's almost like a narrative way he's singing yeah. it. It's gritting here, he's he's really selling the story and his vocal delivery, whereas in 
He's really thick in that lower register as well, isn't he? He's really kind of like... I'll say it. I've heard a few people take digs at Bruce on this album vocally, and I don't fucking understand it. Really? For me, personally, this is his best vocal performance. That's when he comes off that line, the good and the evil. The good and the evil. He brings it right down. Amazing. Absolutely. But then... He's adding uh, a lot uh, of bite, as, as Jonathan said. As yeah. you know, it's a lot of bite in there, the way he's, he's, he's actually yeah, throwing the words yeah. out, especially Moonchild. Aye. You know, yeah. it's 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 just a it's a flawless record. I mean, the, the, the closest thing you can come to having a weak track would probably be um, the prophecy. But I, I think mm. the prophecy is excellent. I, I, I love it, and I, I, again, what Jonathan was saying, it, it's needed because it's just amazing song after amazing song after amazing song after amazing song. You kind of need one that that it's kind of brings it, you down a little it's bit. It's kind of like they uh, come to the end again. Uh, it's I mean? kind of like painkiller, like. One shot of glory, we'd say is probably the, Aye, the weakest kinda, one on that. But it's still you know, a great song, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. yeah, but flawless, flawless uh, metal album, flawless album. I mean, fucking can't, I can't. Um, and and to me, this is the best Nichols ever played on any Iron Maiden album. Aye. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Eric, album we listened to some isolated drums from this in our show, uh, awesome. and I remember it's I awesome. played a few of those. But I remember your strongest reaction was to the ones on this album, how you could feel the joy in his playing, the energy in his the, playing, the, the energy in his playing. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, the, the, he's amazing in this album. For me, yeah. it's the band as a whole. The band as a whole are completely together on this. Oh, album. totally, yeah. like absolutely. No other I, album Iron Maiden are made, they are completely together on this album. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's like they all understand their role. They're, they're all, they're all. They're basically working as a as a unit um, yeah. on this album yeah. completely yeah. and utterly, and um, and it's it's phenomenal. I mean, I mean, even like even like you think about the clairvoyant, and um, you know, you've got this kind of almost majory sounding kind of like you know the verses and the and the, and the, the chorus. When it goes into the solo, it goes very uh, sorry minory. Sorry, I would say sorry, very minor. On and the, it's a very a very and uplifting. And then it goes into the solo, goes solo. very majory. You know, major, yeah. you know, just that that really <laughs> switch between you know, and then it gets back to the, the sort of major sound, like, like uh, the, the minor sound again. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, absolutely. Like, uh, like, that, uh, yeah. Iommi always mentions about Black Sabbath: yeah. light and shade. Otherwise, yeah. the heavy parts are not going to be heavy. Absolutely. Or in this case, the, the yeah, evil yeah. parts would be more evil, you know, because of the Indeed. lighter parts. I totally Indeed. agree, David, yeah. as well, because like again, this this was the sweet spot for for Steve Harris being adventurous when it really worked. Where he where he where he swapped like two completely because that bit's a different time signature as well. If I, if I remember, yeah, right. it, it goes yeah, yeah. it goes from four four to something else. I can't remember mm -hmm. what it is. Uh, which but song? It's a complete um, uh, evil at men. Uh, no. The clairvoyant, the clairvoyant. Oh yeah, that's which yeah. is also a key a lot. It yeah, it's a key a lot, change. Yeah. It's a it's a key change and stuff like that. And uh, and the and the transactions. I mean, there isn't really a transaction between that. It's de definitely a dead stop, and then it completely changes key, and it, and it's successful in that because I don't know how it's just magic. It just works. It's lightning in a bottle. But feeling that yeah, exactly. But that that get again. I don't want to get too down on because I know you two guys are you know real big fans of the later on stuff, but. Um, oh, that's fine, man. No, I mean, but, but, a lot of people trash it, even on on our show. So feel free. But, but, but for me, but no, I'm that's not going to trash it. I'm not going to trash it. But what I'm trying to say is, Steve Harris, I think, only had a, a period in Iron Maiden from from the beginning of Iron Maiden to. I would even go as far as um, no prayer here, um, where he could do these drastic changes. Where they, but they seem to really work. Mm. Don't know if it was just because the two parts that interchanged were just really good parts, and therefore, you know, you. You just become accustomed to hearing them that way. And, also, and that's Martin Birch. 
Yeah, Martin Birch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Martin Birch. Martin Birch can't can't un- you can't underestimate how important yeah, that guy yeah. was to put. He would have definitely been because they would have listened to Martin Birch at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Respected him a lot. They won't be the Iron Maiden won't be told what to do, and they haven't been told what to do because nobody will challenge them. But he produced the purple. So yeah, of course they yeah, exactly, didn't exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Sabbath, is, like, uh, oh, yeah, up, I, I, yeah. all the classic yeah. stuff, Rainbow and shit Rainbow, like that. Oh yeah, but, um, but, yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, you know, they they were able to do it so flawlessly back then. But yeah, now when they do a change for me, it's just like what the yeah. Fuck I, think, is I, think, that, I think I think I think for me the the success of Harris on this as well is like in 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 the, you know all the albums we've discussed up to this point is the atmosphere he 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 was able to create back then. I, I think he tries to still create that atmosphere for myself personally. He's not able to do it anymore. He tries mm. to, but it just doesn't work for me. Where he, he, he's he's creating atmosphere on Seven Sun, you know that middle section that is. That is fucking amazing, that, man. Uh, you know, mm. um, oh, yeah. Rainbow Nation, Mara in the middle section, that atmosphere. Oh, you yeah. know, so he was able to create that. You know, and 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 you know, it's it's it's, it's a bit it's a bit tough. I mean, like, what are they? You know, what, you know, they're forty years into their career. I'm not oh, expecting yeah. them to be able to be able to successfully create that same atmosphere all the time. But there is a big difference, you know, um, yeah. uh, from then to the now. Songwriting chops, one hundred percent. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So mm. um, I thought about these soul words. We had for uh, Power Slave, Momentum, I think, was a good one, courtesy of Joe here. I think I would say on uh, Summer in Time, Intrigue. It's a sort of intriguing album. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. I would say uh, from, from Dave here on Seven Sun, it's Atmosphere. That's what it's about. Aye, aye, it absolutely. Some kind of, you know, Definitely. just listen to a riff like this. Yeah. I, don't I, know know it, I don't know if you can hear it, but it was the, really. the verse riff or pre-chorus riff from Moonchild. And oh, it's down, amazing! Down, down, down. Picked, yeah, picked. And, uh, I don't know if you guys are into Emperor at all, but uh, I mean, I know, I know some stuff. But yeah, that was, I'm not, his, I'm that was his main influence. His main influence was playing along to the guitar tracks of Seven Sun. Yeah, and you can tell in, in the results that he's so concentrated on on uh, oh, atmosphere. I, so this absolute, album made I, a big part of that. Yeah, I mean, his solo stuff's actually pretty good. Ishan, yeah, Ishan. But I would say uh, Seven Sun is the most black metal compatible. There is there is a huge uh, like like when you know, I used to hang out with a bunch of black metal people, and that like that one the one album they would dig would be Seven yeah. Sun. Yeah, because because it's like atmospheric and stuff. Atmospheric, like that. I see. Yeah, I said when you were gone, Dave, the keyboards on there as well. Yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, while you were gone, just to fill you in very briefly, I said that there's one word for each album here: power slave, momentum. I would say summer in time intrigue because it's intriguing and this album I would say atmosphere and that was from you absolutely yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree oh, I, I like it I like it and the, the artwork is amazing as well oh brilliant for, for, for me yeah. I, 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 you know I, I know Power Slave and all that's great somewhere in time but that this is my favourite uh, Maiden album the, uh, the artwork the artwork oh, really? goes goes with the LP and, and the singles the, I agree the artwork, actually I agree the, the Perfect whole, time. all the artwork Nice stage is the best for me. Yeah, the, st- the stage yeah, yeah. set in conjunction yeah. with yeah. it was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, Ozzy Osbourne, Ozzy Osbourne, or something, you know, a grand show type feeling when you yeah. get the ice, ice castle. I guess you could call it or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah. Made made in England as well. I mean, I I, I, cool. I know some people are quite divided with made in England, but I really enjoy made in England. And uh, the performances uh, uh, has some lacking, but I bought yeah, it. Yeah, I bought it on certain the certain bits of it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they, play in, they play Infinite Dreams, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great setlist, amazing setlist. And listen to uh, this: the two songs they play out of Peace of Mind are not the Trooper or Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like that Dive Your Boots on and Dive Your Boots on. Brilliant. Still life's amazing. Still life's one of the best. That is also one of their best songs. 
criminally underrated songs. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally, yep. totally. But I wonder, I wonder if that's because we've discussed a little bit in our show that a lot of that might be the fact that we've heard the other ones so much and like we don't want you doing this one. And oh, like, yeah, yeah, still life's bit, fucking uh, brilliant. Trooper is a great song uh, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah Trooper is, Trooper is, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trooper is, Trooper is perfect, but still life leans forward in a way. It's the first oh, time Nico yeah. is doing the. And it's a Dave it's a Dave song as well, yeah, so props to Dave. Yeah. Dave and Steve, yeah. Slightly psychedelic, you know, dreamlike, yeah. Yeah. Band Brilliant up. song. Yeah. Definitely. Um Okay, so um we're gonna move on to the last album we're gonna discuss Ooh. now, and this is where things really really change. change. You know, I, th- I think things do change. Um it's quite obvious. Um so, uh, just a bit more from Bruce there on, in 1993 as he's leaving the band. Um, unfortunately, the next album we did, No Prayer for the Dying, had some excellent songs on it, but sounded like a bag of shit. <laughs> I, still, I still had a great time on that tour, especially with Yannick in the band, but by this time, everyone in the band was going off in their own little studios to write. On Number of the Beast and Peace of Mind, there was a real free flow of ideas, in later years, Steve would just come in with some music and say, I've got this. So I'd uh, put some lyrics over it. Yeah. So that's uh, that's where Bruce is at, um, come No Prayer for the Dying. Because it's a bit of a shame, considering the, you know, they came together so well on Seven Sun. And yeah. um, even Adrian talks about this in the, 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 bio, the, you know, the, the biography of Iron Maiden. He talks about, at that point, one of his reasons for leaving was he's ready to go. He, he'd been working ov- obviously in the Adrian Smith and Project thing, and you know he's he's ready to work in the new Iron Maiden album. He was told they would have about three months to get material together, and all of a sudden Steve's like, "Yeah, we're recording next week. You know, just come in and start." So Adrian was like, "Well, well, well, well what the fuck? I've not had the chance to write anything I wanted." Kinda. So that was one of the reasons why Adrian was a bit up. But so I've got a question for you. Is this the start of Sergeant Major Harris? Yes. Is this the start of 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 the democracy starting to deteriorate slightly? No, that was 1975. <laughs> <laughs> good answer. A very good answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but do we think? Um, obviously, you know, no one would argue that Iron Maiden is Steve Harris's band and has been since day one. There's no no dispute in that. It's his band. But we, you know, we certainly to to the point of Seven Son, you would agree to, you know, obviously like Bruce is bringing these acoustic songs to Seven's, yeah, so, sorry, somewhere on time. Mm. Steve didn't like them, but I think probably collectively the band were a little bit, mm, uh, yeah, you know. But Steve was very very strong on it. Fair enough, you know. It, you know, made him continue to go on. You're thinking that decision is not very, it's still very democratic. But you get to a point here on No Prayer for the Dying where Steve is saying. Here's my songs. Here's what. Here's the, the schedule. If you don't get any new songs, then fuck it. It doesn't matter because I've got all these new songs. So, is this the start of the the dictatorship? I think what's more importantly happening here is Adrian giving up. Yeah, I think definitely. Harris is Harris is being himself. He's being Harris, but Adrian is giving up at this point, and he's asking him famously, "So, you want to be in the band or not?" He's replying, "I don't know." And the reply mm. back is that's not yeah. what we're looking for. You can't. Of be course, because the, the other you got yeah, in or out. Absolutely, and that's uh, why you are out. You know. And the other, the other thing, of course, is like you know, Adrian's hearing this thing about them want to go back to this kind of raw killers type sound, and he's not thinking, well, it. yeah, he's why? Why are we going backwards? We need, we should be. You know, he felt that Seven Son and Summer Time moved the band forward 
yeah. and you know they were they were going backwards basically you know in terms of sound so that was a very very big big thing for for Adrian as well so of course um I'm sure everyone listening to this probably knows the history of Iron Maiden so at this point Adrian does leave the band you know so he does he does go go off um because of this reason um or these reasons so his heart wasn't in it anymore um and as Bruce has alluded to, you know, Steve bringing these things in, yeah, just sing on it. Whereas previously it had been a bit more of a, I've got this thing, what do you think? Rolling ideas off each other. But um, So maybe. Um, I think personally, yes, it is the start of the dictatorship. Mm. Um, uh, it was a pretty loaded question, I get that. But, <laughs> but, you know, no, that's why I had to say no. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. But, you know, but mm. listen, you'll have your own opinion on it. Um, so we get no prayer for the dying, and 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 Yannick Yannick Gears comes in, and it's a first first lineup change for for a while for Iron Maiden. I mean, when you look at it in terms of years, it's, it's <laughs> almost it's nothing. Not, but not in terms of the body of work, it's, it's quite a while, right, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, um, seven so, years, I think. Seven yeah, years. yeah, it's yeah. Weird when you see like bands who like when you sort of after the fact kind of discovered a bunch of albums, and you're like, oh my god, this you know, these these masterpieces, and it all happened in a pretty short time. Yeah. yeah. Like, it would look like with the Beatles, where it was like, it was 10 years. I mean, in a way, musically, musically, in in the 60s, five years equals 30 years today, somehow. Yeah, totally. And even in the 80s, seven seven years. You had seven years of that sort of golden lineup, which I guess we can call it because it's a great lineup. People are lazy bastards now, man. Seven years (laughs) was like 20 years today. Yeah, yeah. It really was. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's it. So, um... So yeah, Maiden are only going for ten years at this point. This is, you know, in terms of like recorded output, you know, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's crazy. It's so weird. You know, and, and, if you count from the start, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But in terms of still pretty short though. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. even if fifth, yeah. So they've got eight albums out by this point. So it's it's, oh, yeah. it's insane. Um, so yeah, we get Yannick in different flavour. Um, as a guitar player, different flavour as an Iron Maiden sound in many and ways. And a stage on man. This. And yeah, yeah, very different absolutely. stage man. Even Dave very has to keep yeah. up with him. Dave started absolutely. headbanging again. Yeah, yeah, you know. that's it. Yeah, yeah, and the jumping up and down and yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He so he definitely brought brought energy to to the band, no doubt right, about right. it. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, so Yannick doesn't write anything on this album because um, he gets the job. I think I think he comes in and plays a trip of the band and they go, yeah, you've got the job. We start tomorrow, <laughs> and he's like, yep. what the fuck? Right, okay. So they start rehearsing and you know and. Uh, recording so they record this album but strange they called this album using the, the rolling stones mobile but they they set up in, in steve harris's barn at this point and um i i sort of alluded to this on on the holy smoke and and hooks and new one that we did yeah, you guys yeah. the, the sound on this one is is quite noticeably different from what was happening yep. the previous few albums um Paul, I'm going to come to you first. The reason I'm going to come to you first because I kind of remember your thoughts. I was 11 years old when this album came out, but I remember still to this day what you were saying about this album. And, and <laughs> you need to fucking remind me because I can't remember. Well, you're right, you're, you're, <laughs> I, you're, 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 I would imagine you're disappointment. I said it was shit. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah you were yeah. really disappointed by it, and you said uh-huh. it sounded like shit as well. You said yeah. it sounded like a demo and and been finished and all this kind of uh-huh. stuff. And yeah. and some of the songs like the Assassin and all that, you were a bit down on and. You know, oh, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just this young kid. Just I hear jam- your telephone talk. <laughs> Fuck you, I like the assassin. <laughs> <laughs> the riffs are good. The riffs are good. Better watch out, Joe. Better watch out. Yeah, you better watch out. Are familiar with Death? Jacques Chaldonier's band, Death. 
Oh, definitely. There's a bit of that in the assassin. That I like. There's a bit of that. It could be on symbolic. All that is great. All that bit's good. Just For me, it's the better watch out bit. Watch out. That's a perfect example of a song that if you had totally different lyrics and totally different vocals, it would be a good song. There yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because musically, it's really cool. For me, I remember this this period quite vividly because this was the first album that came out. Me as a very, very young Maiden fan, and it came out, and you know, like I say, I remember Paul's disappointment. And you actually gave me No Prayer for the Dying, you gave me the vinyl of it. You went, oh, I just fucking have it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, actually, <laughs> so, so you, you gave me the album, you know, Sloppy so seconds. I had it. And I'm like, oh, brilliant! I've, I've got, an, I've got yeah. an Iron Maiden album here, you know. So that was, that was, you know. <laughs> the first time, the first time I heard Holy Smoke was actually in August 1990. Yeah, um, that's about right. Yeah, yeah. at the 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 Monsters of Rock um, festival, they showed it on the big screens, uh, unannounced. It just appeared. It was like, uh, uh, you know, the screen just came on, and it was. And everybody's like, oh, fuck, it's Iron Maiden. And I remember standing watching it and going, "That that was weird." <laughs> especially especially the, coming off his seventh one, especially the video and But there was no there was no context. There wasn't. A, here's Iron Maiden. You know, here's Iron. You know, the future <laughs> single from Iron Maiden or whatever. It was like ju- it just appeared and then it fucking yeah, disappeared and 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 everybody's looking at each other. Like, <laughs> what the fuck was that? And uh, and then uh, and then obviously it, ca- it came out as a single and all that like, a little bit later. And um, I know I, I really liked it, you know. Um, but it was a fucking demo, you know. It's like <laughs> it's like a very basic, very um, yeah, uh, good lyrics, I guess, kind of. Um, yeah. I agree with that. But a bit hackneyed, you know, how many preacher songs do we need, you know? Um, the answer's always... Well, as I more. said, Sabbath, two years later, we're still doing it. Yeah, so. yeah. TV <laughs> Crimes. TV Crimes. Yep, yep, but yep. that's a better song, but anyway. That's a better song. Um, yeah, uh, aye. Uh, so, um, knowing that Holy Smoke was one of the songs, you know, ahead of the album coming out, I'm like, oh, well, it's, you know, fucking... Seven Sons a masterpiece and this, you know, this is strange, you know, a strange new direction and then, you know, obviously, you know, you, you know that Adrian's left as well, you know, the alarm bells are ringing big time, you know, because um, Adrian is, is not just 
essential to Iron Maiden. He's one of the greatest heavy metal guitar players ever there ever has yeah, been. Yeah. For me. Or rock as well. Whether whether yeah, or not yeah. you know, um a lot of bands with twin twin lead guitar players, you know, they they need each other, but Adrian in his own is fucking amazing. You know, mm. without Dave, Dave's amazing on his own as well. Um, yeah. So just so ear, you know, he has the, the ears ears of gold. He has the, the best pitch in the band. Yeah, you've you've lost you've lost Adrian, and then we get this single that's like a fucking demo, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, so the alarm bells were ringing. So uh, and and then I think the 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 review and Kerrang wasn't very good either. It was like three uh-huh. Ks or something. Um, I mean, you weren't on with us when Dave was on our show, but I remember yeah. I mentioned already previously twice mentioned. So why not thrice? Christian Niemann, who was so into the band starting from Killers era, and then he heard Holy Smoke and he heard that guitar solo and he left the band for ten years. Yannick solo. Which one, Yannick? I'm kind of pro Yannick, even though I think Adrian is the king. But well, yeah, this album we talked about that extensively too, Dave. The production and how you mentioned Paul then in our show, and yeah, I get it coming in from Seventh Son, absolutely. But yeah. the way the way I came into it and Eric as well, mm. it was just a solid Iron Maiden sound. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. later I kind of got the disappointment when I had the grasp of the, like, how the fuck could they go from Seven Sun to this? No, yeah. was a weird job. Yeah, yeah. It became my yeah. least favorite well, album, but then it yeah. arose, yeah. arose again. I started liking and, uh, it again. Yeah. There's some charm and, in there. And I think, yeah. I, I think at the time, um, Maiden had taken a year out after, you know, the tour and all that. Um, and and you, metal and all that had kind of moved on a bit as well you know the roses you know uh yeah um uh, you know and grunge was kind of starting to happen a little bit and all that um first enough an album was 88 yeah when was the first nine inch nails was 80s too yeah so you you know faith no more king's x you know there was alternative metal was coming in big time yeah um alice in chains and all that it was shifting the, to the states. Everything so was shifting to the, the states. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, I think boy, there was yeah. a lot of bands that were that had my interest a lot more than Maiden did after a little while. Yeah. And then yeah. they come out with this, and I'm like, well, oh, you know, it's not. I, I get it. That I was really the point. Do. I probably yeah. gave you the LP and said, "Here, you have it." <laughs> uh, <laughs> and again, um, having the the intervening years and all that, it's not as bad as. I, I probably thought it was back then. There's, there's some good stuff in here. Hooks and You is a very good stuff, song. Yeah. Um, but it's really? Intre- Aye. But it's, intre- <laughs> it's interesting <laughs> that Adrian was involved in that. You know, that's, he did that's write uh, part of that, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's weird that you'd mention Hooks and You as being like the first one you'd mention on that album. That's fucking bizarre to me, man. That's, right. that's, that's <laughs> sort of bizarre, yeah. yeah. We're not going to love it this Friday, you know. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. We're not going to love it. <laughs> Um, but I, I do like the chorus. Uh, uh, I remember, I remember Gunner I was just like, oh, f- you're trying to recreate fucking AC Sai and you're failing miserably. And uh, Fokker didn't make any air- aircraft in World War Two. They made them in World War One, you know. Yeah. 
World War One, no, no. Okay, yeah. So it, it's, a, it's, it's about the tail gunner and a Lancaster bomber. Actually, I read on Swedish Wikipedia <laughs> that the title is inspired by um, porn, porn flick. So there oh, you go. Really, tail gunner. <laughs> Right. I'm not going to elaborate on that. Yeah, yeah I, I think I can. I think, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You Swedish guys would know all about porn, so. Uh. <laughs> there we go. I guess. I guess. I think that's an old thing, you know. <laughs> the Swedish sin. Uh, Swedish erotica. That was a band, wasn't it? That was a. It was a band in the eighties. Yeah, Swedish erotica. Yeah. So I, I, uh, what else do I like on this? Uh, <sighs> Not much, but the sounds Not, of it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I remember, I remember finding Mother Russia just fucking. Oh, that's embarrassing. And, it's bad, and I still do it. It's just nah, nah. Fuck you. I love Mother Russia. It's it's, it's total bullshit lyrically and all that and fucking uh-huh. it's good that stupid. I actually do like it. I do like it. When you, when, when, you, when you compare it with what they what they did a couple of years before, I know. Yeah, but if you're, if you're right. talking, about, yeah, it's I know. I get it. I get it from, yeah. I get it from your story. point of view. You're listening yeah. to this and you're you're liking. I given yeah. what came before. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it's yeah. So it, this is that. This is kind of where I left the band. I think. I'm, I think I might. Did I buy Fear of the Dark? No, you didn't. I, did. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Um, ah, I skipped school. So this is. So this is. I'll tell you a story. I'll, I'll tell you a wee story, a wee quick one, and then I'm going to bring in someone else to talk about this album. <laughs> Probably Joe, because Joe's not said much about the album yet. Um, so, um, wee quick story on this one is um, my, our parents were in Berlin, um, and Paul, you were looking after us. The, 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 we have three brothers, um, and you were looking after us, and I. On the day of the release of Fear of the Dark, I said, "Oh, I'm not feeling too well. Uh, I don't think I can go to school." And you're like, "Yeah, it's fine. No, whatever." And then, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. And, and then I went, I went up <laughs> town. <laughs> and I went up town, and I went, I went, I went in the subway and up town, and I bought Fear of the Dark, because you know, so, I just wanted to buy a new Raiden album and bring it back. And, and another story, I think I remember that actually. Well, another story is, is we, Joe was just getting into Maiden at this point as well, because we just be, recently became friends, and I was playing Fear of the Dark, and me and Joe decided to cut the grass. 
out front. Yeah, yes, right. Uh, while we're listening to in the Dark, and it was blazing hot sun, oddly enough, in Glasgow, and right. we burnt all the grass. <laughs> <laughs> so all the grass turned to hay, basically, you know, as we were right. listening to Fear in the Dark. We're getting so, into it, we'll get our head banging in the garden, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, we've burnt all the grass. Shit. <laughs> 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 exactly. Was it, what, um, uh, was it you that burnt the grass or the amazing the arc? Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Cut yes. quick or be dead. <laughs> Joe, do you want to continue things? No prayer. Um, um, I know. I know. Recently, this has had a bit of a resurgence for yourself. Yeah, I mean, this album. This is kind of like hot space with Queen, right? So obviously, I can I, I can see why this at the time was like you know coming from Seventh Son was a was like what the fuck is this? This is a completely different thing. It's not even the same vibe. Almost doesn't sound like the same band in some instances, but. In hindsight, you know, after all the things that came after, and then you know, you go back and listen to this record, man. I fucking, I really enjoy this album. Like to me, and I'm sorry, to Eric and and Jonathan here, right? Oh, but pros. if I had made and released this album this year, I'd be like, man, this is a return to form. This is fucking. <laughs> this is Iron Maiden right here, man. This is that because to me, this it's only after. The stuff for me, I'm speaking for me personally. I'm not speaking for other Iron Maiden fans, and that's all very well and good. Everybody's entitled to like what they like and stuff like that. You have to speak but, for all of us. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll speak for everybody, right? Everyone. They've been shite for 20 years, right? There you go. <laughs> but but um, but for me, like you know, that this is still Iron. This is still got the essential Iron Maiden elements to me, for the most part. Other than you know, the assassin having fucking terrible lyrics. I mean, there's no, there's absolutely no way you could argue. But in that. many ways, that's part of the course we made in terrible lyrics. I suppose. Aye, it is. But I mean, like tail gunner. I'm the assassin. Exactly. Why tail gunner. You that? You're on the aye, aye. Keep it, keep aye. it in the down low. I keep it in the down low. Keep it quiet. Nobody. It's like the new guy called. It's like an assassin training another new assassin on the job, and he's like, ah, yes, "Fucking shut up!" You know, it's like, I, I don't, wanna, I don't want to tell anyone how to do their job, but I figure if you're going to be an assassin, you probably it might behoove you not to tell them to watch out that you're coming. Because, Aye, because you know, ideally you want to kill them. Exactly, you might be low key if you're an assassin. That's not a very good. Uh, like I said, like uh, to me, in hindsight, you go back and listen to this record, man. I, I, this is still get Iron Maiden, the real Iron Maiden DNA on a lot of these songs. For example, Tail Gunners are fucking. Yeah, yeah. a great high high energy Iron Maiden song. I think so. Uh, no prayer for dying's a fucking. I think great that's an song. Great, song. Great, yeah, great melody. Yeah, yeah. I really like great it. Great melody. Yeah. Good, good, really good lyrics. Um, I, lo- I love the way Bruce's voice kind of breaks up slightly. It's kind of uh, really cracking kind of, and stuff. Cra- like that. I really like that sound to uh, it. And like, I love it. And yeah. the, 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 the kind of low register he's singing a lot of these songs is, is actually pretty cool. I, I quite yeah. like. Yeah. The, and of course, the, the, the big attack, thing on this, yeah. the big thing on this album is his voice. The differences are very raspy. You know, the way he sang on "Tattooed Millionaire." I have no issue with voice at all being more gritty in this record no, no, I think it's excellent yeah. um, but I mean like I said those songs you know um, you know, uh, Public Enemy number one I think is a, is a fucking really good song, song. Is, um, you know there, there's, there's loads of great shit in this record man there's, there, the, the, the only thing I mean The Assassin we said right but musically that if I had a totally different vocal melody and different lyrics that would be a crack cool. song because the, cool the music's fucking shit hot they're getting the riffs Really yeah, cool. exactly. It's dead eerie. It's a very eerie. It's atmospheric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like going back to Seventh Son, it's got that atmosphere know. about it. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. 
like I, like I said, it's, it's just let down by lyrics. So to me, I, I, if you'd asked me five months ago where Iron Maiden ended for for me, although I like bits and bobs after, I would have said Seventh Son, but I'd actually include this now because okay. to me this has still got fucking fantastic material on it, and I don't I don't have a problem with the production that much. But again, I get. At the time, it would have been a big shock because it's completely uh, yeah. different. It's, it's very interesting back. because yeah. I can listen. To, I'm, I'm with you on that, Joe. Because I can listen to it now, and I, f- I think it sounds quite fresh, actually. Yeah, you know? I totally. Because it just sounds. Like, it. It, it's um, kind of like it's kind of like we were talking about with, with albums like Rain and Blood, for example. Right, Rain and Blood sounds timeless because there's no trappings of the time. There's no reverb snare. There's yeah. no. It just sounds like Rick Rubin set the mics up in the room, turned everything to ten, and told Slayer to play. This is kind of like that in the sense that. Yeah. Although it's not nowhere near as good sounding as Rain and Blood is, but it's a band just recorded with no frills. Yeah. It just sounds like a band playing in a room. And whether yeah. you like that or whether you don't, I mean, I think I, th- I think time time can help albums. And certainly, certainly in this case, that that this time has helped this album. I yeah. think because you can look at yeah. it through the prism of twenty two. You know, um, and I think um, you know the one of the recent things that that happened to me recently. Um, I was listening to the first two Corn albums, and and the first two Corn albums, you know, you know, in the nineties when I listened to them, I, I, I really liked Corn, but at the time when I was you know my teenager, I didn't really like the production on them. I didn't really like mm. the sound of them. Um, I thought Ross Robinson, to be honest, was a bit of a charlatan, <laughs> and <laughs> why is this guy continuing to get work? And that's kind of how I felt about it. But I listened to them last year, and um, so last year, about three months ago, four months ago, and I was like, "Well, I really like the sound of these albums. They sound excellent. They're really, really kind of raw. different, really raw, really kind of the performances there." So, so yeah, yeah. So time can do things to 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 yeah. albums for for me personally, and probably for everyone. You know, um, enough yeah, time yeah. passes, and, and and you can you can change your f- how how you know what an album is to you. You know. But yeah, right. to go back on our prayer, what word would I use for it? If it was like a momentum on Power Slayer, there was intrigue on Summer in Time, and uh, we had, uh, what was it on Seventh Sun? Yeah, you have to scroll back. Cause uh, I don't Seventh Sun was atmosphere. Uh, atmosphere. 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 Yeah, that was atmosphere. it. On this one, I would say struggle. It's like a struggle to remain relevant. That's yeah. what I feel with this uh, album. Uh, and, yeah, I get that. And I... not entirely in a bad way, because struggle can be intriguing too, well, you know. But it's struggling. I don't, struggling think there was, I don't necessarily think there was a way forward that wouldn't have that would have worked 100% going, given what was going on around that time music yeah that's a good point Eric actually yeah mm-hmm. yeah and I know I know, I know you know obviously we, we I really did the, the 2000 stuff but regardless of what you think about that they're bigger now than they were yeah back you know way back in the day and I don't think you get that unless you have the, the what happened with the 90s and like the the blaze oh, era. yeah I love some I love some of the blaze stuff we, we've said many times on this on our pod, that uh, like sign, uh, sign, uh, what's it, sign of the cross is one of the best maiden oh. songs. In I think one of the best, best songs, definitely one of the best songs in the nineties. If it was, if Bruce had sang that and the production had been better, it would have been up there. We, I don't even need that. I'm, I'm fine. No, I'm I think it is. You okay with the amigos as well? I like Comas Dos Amigos. That's a good tune. But also the thing is, when I when I became a fan, I think you know Jonathan mentioned this too in the same sort of sort of situation because I sort of really got in there around like ninety eight, ninety nine. So. I was like, well, here's a, here's a, boom, here's a bunch of albums they've done. And so for me, everything from the beginning 
to upwards to the uh, verse eleven, where you know I, I didn't see it as w- in different eras. I saw it as one ah, same thing. Yep, yep. So it wasn't as jarring for me when I got to yeah, yeah. no prayer because it was just one of the you know. Now I can see it, and, and then came Brave New World, right? And that was a celebration yeah, of, of epic proportions when that came out. Yeah. It was just like wow. And then, then I could hear a difference between you know like verse eleven and you know whatnot. But right around when I started right. first listening, I, I didn't I didn't know there was a difference. I, I had no idea. I, I had no real way to look it up that the you know, I, what, any information I had was in the, in the booklet for the CD yeah. at that point. So that's yeah. So I know we're running really long, but I have one thing yes. more on No Prayer. That's all right. Yeah. If I may. And no, that's, no, no. That's how uh, I like the way how Dave stepped up, how he realized that, you know, his brother in arms is out and he needs to do a bit more. He wrote two, two songs, which happen to be my favorite songs on the album, Fate's Warning and uh, Public Enema Number One. They're both good, Joe. Yeah, so and also the way he solos, yeah. we touched on that, Dave, in our show with you, that uh, he suddenly starts soloing over these uh, bigger chords. Normally he would solo on the static part when you're just shugging at a note, and then Adrian would come in with a heroic type thing over moving chords. Normally it would be E, C, D, E minor, C, C major, D major, or something like that. But, uh, you know, uh, he really understood that someone needs to do this and yep, I think that's yep. that's my favorite, most redeeming part of this album. How Dave just steps up for his old friend and yeah, does, does, totally what he, does what he used to do. And for me, that yeah, it works for me even on an emotional level. Like I feel he's like, yeah, come on, Dave, great. You know, you understand what you've lost, and yep, you're trying yep. your very best to do this to do but, his own Adrian. Yeah, I think he's trying his best songs, to do an yeah, Adrian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More planned out solos. Uh, we play the solo in Holy Smoke, not the Janik solo that made Christian leave the band for ten years, <laughs> but the other, the other one. <laughs> And I asked the guys, and uh, you were all on board with it before I told you that clearly it's more planned out, and he's doing the Adrian thing, even imitating a couple of his licks. And I think that's absolutely no, I, I love that. that. So yeah. big ups to Dave Murray, who I always, uh, anyway, I always loved. But uh, yeah. I think like what you exactly what you're saying is I think Dave knew that you know Dave, Dave when I think he, Adrian and Dave and Iron Maiden I think he's Dave's more the the, the fast flash almost jammy guy yeah and sort Adrian's, of uh, and what's, a, the and word, Adrian, uh, what's the word he was sort of intuitive speedy intuitive yeah, a bit, you know a bit and speedier and speedier yeah, yeah. and Adrian was always more like measured and and and, and more structured than he was more methodical Dave's yeah. off the cuff he's like. Aye, yeah, but he's still great. He's still fucking excellent. More kind of jammy kind of player. Yeah. He'll play yeah, off yeah. the energy or whatever. Yeah. But I agree. I, I agree with Jonathan because I think by the time, obviously, they get Yannick in the band. Yannick couldn't do what Adrian no. did, so I think Dave tried to fill yeah. the the role of Adrian. Yannick, Yannick's a hard, thought about. Yannick's a hard rock guitarist. He's not a metal guitarist. He's yeah. mo- even more intuitive, so he could more so do what Dave used to do. More so than what Adrian used to Yeah, do. exactly. Yeah, 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 that's why I'm saying Dave obviously knew that. He obviously thought he right. can't do anything like Adrian, so I'm going to have to try and emulate an Adrian vibe and he can take my, my old place, basically, yes. and play the more erratic. Off the of, cuff. Uh, yeah, although fucking Yannick couldn't lick fucking Dave's boots when it comes to, to lead guitar playing. 
But no, but I feel, I feel like when they, all three of them together, you know, are a good mix and they have they do various things very well. I'd say Yannick is a better songwriter than soloist, probably. Yeah, I can even he's a really good side. But he has a couple like the fucking Blood Brothers solo is amazing. It's that kind of stuff. Ah, uh, yeah, when it's that. more measured, yeah, yeah, more yeah. Slow, it yeah. Doesn't yeah. doesn't so go crazy, do yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. to be fair, I think Yannick does play some of his best leads on No Prayer for the Dying. Yeah, believe it or not, I think his lead playing is on that tour. He was great. Yeah. They were both yeah. great. I think in terms of just guitars. Some of the best stuff. Uh, if I agree. You, anyone listening, you can look up uh, Sledgehammer, 1990 Wembley. Some of the best live Maiden guitars ever on both of them, on Dave and on Yannick. And I think they're on their toes because Adrian is gone. They have yeah, to prove, they have well, to how, prove that this yeah. band is still going to kick ass guitar-wise, even without yeah. one of the best rock guitarists Cause, ever. Because they are, they are, you know, you, you alluded to it, Jonathan, on the, the Holy Smoke one and it's a new one. The podcast that you guys did, you know, they, they, this, you know, made them were on the decline. I struggled to stay relevant at this point, yep, you know. Yep, so you're right, yep. you know, they did a lot to prove because their sales were going down as well, you know, yes. and, and you know, so they're a, a, only ten years into their career and they're already like this old heritage band, yeah. you know, almost like you know, and yeah. uh, you know, it seemed that way the way music was going. Eric was alluding to that, and I agree with Eric. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would have mattered if Adrian had stayed and they'd made this other really. Yeah, I wouldn't have made that much of an impact. Progress, progressive or, album yeah, or whatever. I don't think it would have. So I do agree with Eric because of the, the, I, land, I, I, the land, musical landscape, it would probably have changed been so much. much yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no, yeah. I, I think even like, I'll take a step further. I think if Bruce and Adrian stayed and they just sort of pushed on, uh, they might not be around now. Yeah, I, I agree with that. They'd have bummed out yeah, probably. Yeah. But then yeah. again, for me, that wouldn't have been a fucking bad thing. But that's the thing with the band anyway. You have to realize that the way this band works is it works by Steve's kind of guts. And that's why it survived. Because if you rely on one man's guts, it's way better than a democracy, in my opinion, in terms of a band or a project. You know, a, democracy, a democratic project is going to fucking wither. You need, you, you, the matter of, yeah, yeah. You need a one Kaiser. You need that for a band. Yeah, yeah. Ironic James Dio, you know, his, his, his quote is, a band is a democracy, but you do need a dictator. At the end no, of the day, 100%. at the end of the day, 100%. someone has got to say, "Yeah, we're doing this," or "No, we're not doing that." Yeah. You know? Because so, no, nothing yeah, would yeah. get done otherwise. Yeah, you have five guys sitting about going, "Well, should we do this? Should we do right, that?" No, right. you need one guy to go. This is what we're fucking doing. In a way, uh, as much as Iron Maiden for me, I have no interest in it now. But like, um, I can get where Steve Harris comes from in the sense that you know he's but he's spent his whole life you know he's been the driving force of this band but to the I think when it becomes a detriment to the all over sound of your band then you kind of need to let go of the reins and let other folk kind of yeah. do you know what I'm trying to it's say fair, here it's fair play yeah. but then again you as a listener can go to other folk outside of his dictatorship yeah. which is probably exactly what you did right so you know that's yeah, the thing. Be, yeah. I, I want Maiden to do Maiden. I want Harris to do Harris. And if if everyone is not on board, I'm completely fine with that. Listen, know? I'm the same. I'm, I mean, I mean, it's obviously no great surprise to you guys that we are not really that keen on uh, you know later on Iron Maiden. Yeah, me, yeah. I'll speak for myself here. Me especially. I know David's a little bit more tall and Paul's a little bit more tall. But yeah. me, I'm just like, and it's not because I want to dislike it. There would be nothing that would make me happier than for Iron Maiden to release fucking No Prayer for the Dying now. <laughs> but like, yes! <laughs> Ain't gonna happen. Ain't gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> but it's just, I've just got to realise that what they do now is just not for me. Yeah, And I can, I can yeah. respect, I can, and the thing that annoys me is, is like, I can respect 
people liking the stuff but what I don't get is people not respecting the fact that I don't like it and then but then have no I'm not saying you guys but people in general can get yeah. butthurt about stuff like that you know and, but, well well, you're only into the old stuff well I, yeah I am but why the fuck is that annoying you I, I, I like what I like and, and I, I, you know if I buy a can of coke I want it to taste like fucking coke I don't want it to taste like um, you know Pepsi or Sprite and for me yeah. for me it's the same Iron Maiden don't sound like the Iron Maiden that I love now they yeah. don't they, they don't sound well, that, like the that, same that, that's fair. do you know what I mean but, but have no yeah. problem with anybody else liking it <laughs> they can like yeah, no, they like, I mean, you know? uh, first and foremost me and Eric got in around 2000 that obviously yeah. uh, paves the way to like more neo stuff but yeah, to be honest yeah. I, I much 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 more appreciate the 80s stuff but doing the podcast, of course, I can't keep stressing that. It's not interesting. Like, oh, by the way, it's oh, not no, 80s. No, listen, of uh, course it's not 80s. <laughs> it's written on the but, album. But, it's not 80s. For me personally, yeah, for, for me, it's, I mean, Brave New World to me is, is a, is a solid... Seven out of ten, maybe seven out of ten. You know, it's, eight, it's, I would say seven yeah, eight, seven, yeah. possibly eight. I, would, I probably wouldn't argue with eight. You know, um, as well. So it's a, it's a fucking. You know, a very good album, excellent album, Great, actually. but not perfect. No, yeah, I agree. Th- I agree. That's, yeah. that's that's what I say. Um, and and for me personally, they've never captured anything close to that since. Um, Dance of Death. T- uh, you know, there's that good ideas for me. Dance of good Death ideas. was tough, yeah, but I did yeah. go back to it just like No Prayer. I did go back to it and yeah. figure how good it was. Yeah, I mean, they're really, yeah, yeah. They're really yeah. 17, 17 albums. Uh, that's quite a bit. So not everyone's gonna, you know, yeah, yeah. dig everything. And that's fine. I think as for me, uh, the way I see it, and we, you know, we have our little Facebook group. So far, everyone's been respectful. And that's kind of that's nice. That's fine. I, there's people in there who, who like Henrik, who has been on our pod, you know, quite a bit. Uh, he's not a fan of, uh, you know, anything past. Like, I mean, he's some like. There's a few things he kind of likes. Even Brave New World. He's, he's pretty, not into Brave New World. Yeah, that's that's yeah. pretty much even before then. Um. But then there's someone who's who's going to be on in like a couple months. She doesn't like anything before 2000, and that's oh, fine. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The, right, the right. only issue is for me is like when you get people who get bought her one way or the other. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't I mean, work. I, I also, no, I mean like, but for, but like there's, and there's different levels of that. I mean, there's like, um, like for instance. Uh, when you get someone who, I mean, who, like, say, follows a Facebook page, the band that has, say, I don't know, they've been going for 30 years, maybe they have, like, 15 albums, and they only like a, the, the the first one, and they just sort of, as soon as anyone posts anything about anything later, they're in there going, oh, yeah, they, they suck since the beginning. Yeah, just get out of here. Them? Why are you sitting yeah. here? Yeah. I, 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 exactly. Yeah. They'll just be yeah. trolling. Not, that's not, that's not, that's, that's, it's, yeah. fun. otherwise, it's cool, like, it's fun to have a, because we can have this kind of, you know, we wouldn't be able to have this, this, this kind of, uh, this, kind of discussion do, do these two episodes if we you know if there wasn't if we weren't you know mature enough to sort of like well you know it's fine you don't like the same thing I mean that's, imagine that's cool. that with your podcast with your podcast in the lap of the pods and then every time you post something someone is commenting I only like the first six episodes what the fuck guy <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. get the fuck out yeah. of here why are you still <laughs> here <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. nobody's, yeah. So, nobody's like, holding you at gunpoint yeah, to exactly. listen to these albums none of that no we we didn't we get one guy who was pissed off about your comment? He was very the... pissed off about my comment about uh, a matter of life and death sounding hastily produced and a bit like a demo. hundred uh, percent agree with yeah. that statement. Thank you, Joe. But also, yeah, because also we also uh, he told me also, no, we... I'm not going to listen any time again. That was the only one I got. Yeah, and I, yeah, and, uh... and in that episode, we all liked the song. We all liked the song. But he was so pissed off about me saying that it's, they could have put two more weeks yep. into that production. I believe, and uh, I believe again, that strongly. Were, I still stand very, by that. You weren't, you weren't like fucking like, everyone who likes this song is an idiot and they, they should die. Like, no, you, you said that it sounded 
you're talking about production, yeah. which arguably also they didn't. And composition, master, it does to, to be honest, a bit yeah. composition as well. I know, yeah. but you, you weren't you weren't being you weren't being yeah, a dick yeah. about it. I, th- I think that's a problem I've made, and I think I think Dance of Death right up to recently. I think I think they could have worked better on all the production of all those uh, albums. Uh, sometimes honest, lazy, know, a bit lazy. Yeah, yeah, I, and I hasty, a bit hasty. And I think yeah. for me, like um, Dance of Death. Matter of Life and Death and Final Frontier, I can see good stuff on all of those albums, but the last two, not as much. Um, yeah, there's, there's I'll, a give few you I'll give you that. Yeah. Though, few yeah. few yeah. moments on the new one, I'll be honest, there's a few moments I was like, oh, okay, okay, right, yeah, yeah, I can see what they're trying to do here. Like the fourth fourth track is the kind of the spacey, kind of almost um, like Planet Caravan type one. Lost um, in the Lost World, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, see, see, see when it yeah. starts off. And then it just goes, it turns a, a weird <laughs> fucking corner and goes away. Yeah, it goes. They just kept the whole song. They kept the whole song like that. I'd be like, wow, this is made in. This is made in truly progressing because they're actually doing something that's that's taking it a wee bit further in a different direction. Not necessarily the most original thing in the world, musically, but for Maiden, it's very different. For me, that was the most interesting release, and uh, uh, way back, uh, going way back until I was thirteen in Brave New World, this was the most interesting release. But I'll, I'll give you that it's probably because of me and Eric hanging out all the time and, and doing our hype and you know bu- yeah, building we, we our we're building our own little castle around it. Of course, it's sure. more interesting yeah, yeah. now. You yeah, know, yeah, the the, yeah. the jesters are going to be more fun in our castle. And of course, you guys <laughs> are having to go back, aren't you, to to all the like to. Alphabetically, because yeah, of yeah, that, it's a good Luckily, thing. It's, it's a good thing. Yeah, it gets the control out of our hands. It's a good I'll thing. Yeah, yeah. fucked you up, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I like it. I like yeah. it. <laughs> well, there's only two right? Everyone's fucked up. <laughs> really? We only had to go back. There was only like two ones that we had to go back and you know do for the alphabet. Ah, so right, okay, right, right. Yeah, we're on we're on par, and they're probably not going to release another one before we're through with the original run. Well, you never know. You never know. I mean, sometimes we're about we're about halfway in. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be yeah. So yeah, let's cool. let's let's get a rating for you know. I, I know we didn't rate every single album, did we? Maybe we did. Uh, I think we maybe did. Um, a rating for No Prayer for the Dying, Paul. <sighs> Five out of ten. Okay, Eric. Six out of ten. Jonathan. Six two. Joseph. Ten. Maybe seven. I'm going to go for a seven, man. I, I, seven. I like this record, man. This still I, sounds like Iron Maiden to me. Yeah, and there's I, loads mm. of good shit on it, man. I think I'll go for a seven as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll go for that, man. Cool. So, um, so yeah, that's 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 us. We've, we've talked about um, four Iron Maiden albums and a lot of other bands as well yeah. <laughs> along the way. So, yeah. well, um, even the centenary, Dave, is it, provoking a very long discussion. You have to understand. Yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly, exactly. Um, so no, excellent, uh, excellent stuff. So, um, so yeah, um, maybe maybe one day we'll come back. Maybe we'll leave it six months and we'll maybe do. Feeling that to Brave New World, who knows? Um, or we'll talk about Carthage. That would be, no, you know, I'd, I'd be really into doing that, man. Because yeah, that, yeah, me too. Interesting uh, period. Interesting right, period. Yeah, we yeah, will yeah. do that, of course. We're always happy to be on. It's always fun. It's been great oh, yeah, fun is, today. This, this was really this fun. Yeah, hi- yeah, highlight cool. of the week, I can tell already. And the week just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, but, definitely uh, for me too, but to uh, be fair, there's not a hell of a lot of competition. But also, yeah, I mean, last time was, you know, definitely one of the. This is just as fun. Actually, this is even you know this is even more fun. I think I was I think I was hungover last time. This time, I was ah, but the thing is, I, I think we got some interesting topics we can cover because I think something we seem to have in common is that we love classic rock. Really, yeah, yeah. We put it really high, but we don't have any gripes with the 
I guess, modern rock or modern metal. So it'd be True. interesting. I think there's a few albums that we can have some interesting discussions around. Yeah. Hot rock. Except yeah, I think yeah. also we got to do we we got to do a, an app uh, where where you know all three of you guys come on our show as well. Yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, we did David last time because otherwise it's just a lot of talk, as you discovered now. Because yeah, you had Henrik <laughs> on as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. but of yeah. course we're gonna have all of you on. Yeah, yeah I'd be I'd be into doing that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And maybe all mm-hmm. of you at the same time could be nice for some live type thing or something. Yeah. Oh Sweet. yeah, yeah, yeah. That would cool. be great. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And I'll keep it in mind. I mean, because. Love talking about Maiden and and um, yeah, it's always good know, fun. Yeah, any, yeah. any era, almost any too much fun. All, you know, almost yeah. too, yeah. Much too much fun. Almost, <laughs> <laughs> too much fucking perspective. You can't. Too much <laughs> fucking. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, yeah so let's wrap things up here so thank you very much uh, Jonathan Eric for for coming on again and and, uh, sounds like we've got a few other bands that maybe we'll join Mm -hmm. join join up on and and, and, and chat about so um, so thanks for listening and uh, we'll see you next time thank you very much goodbye goodbye hey doll goodbye skull from the north (laughs) 